Welcome to This Wild and Crazy Life. I'm Monica Baker, and this is episode four. All right, everybody, I have an awesome, wonderful, amazing interview for you today. I know I'm perhaps a little biased, um, but today I have on the show my friend Haley Jones. So Haley and I met mm, four or so years ago at, believe it or not, real estate school. I walked into the classroom. If you've ever been in one of these adult education, real estate, or any other furthering education type of rooms, it's exactly what you think. Long tables, fluorescent lighting, conference style room. Um, It's packed. There's tons of people there. And I walk in and about three tables back is an open seat. And I just asked the girl sitting there if she minded if I joined her. And of course, she gave me this big old bright smile, was so excited to have me sit with her, and the rest is history. We became fast friends that week. We bonded over all things spiritual growth and alignment and flow. It was really such a magical moment of connection. So uh, we've kept up over the years. We don't get to talk nearly as much as we would like to. We took our real estate school backgrounds into very different directions, which you'll hear a little bit about during the conversation. But we have been close friends regardless of amount of time we get to talk ever since. And Haley is just a ball of sunshine and light and warmth, and I cannot wait for you to meet her. So on this episode, we talk a lot about spiritual growth, um, doing little things throughout the day to stay growing spiritually. You don't have to give up your whole life and move to Bali unless your intuition is telling you to do that, and then you should listen. But if that's not you, if you are called to stay exactly where you are as you grow spiritually, this is going to be a great episode for you. So without further ado, welcome Haley Jones. Welcome to this wild and crazy life. How are you today? I am so good. Thank you so much for having me. This is really exciting. Oh, no. Thank you for joining me. I am so delighted to talk to you. So um, before our I did do a little intro, um, talked a little bit about how we met, which um, would be great for for you to also share with the audience from your perspective, because it was such a fun story. But um, before we get too far into it, us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Where are you now? What are you doing that you love? You know, the basics. Oh, let's see. Well, um, I, I am Haley and I, what, do we go into like, should I talk about how we met? Cause that kind of goes into who I am. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, go for it. Well, because you, I loved meeting you because we met in real estate school. And that was in a time of a lot of change in my life. I was completely changing what I was doing, um, where I was going in life. There was a lot of like unknowns, but I had just found this new job um, as an apartment locator here in Nashville. And I was in real estate school. I was also kind of beginning this like spiritual journey 
for myself. And I was learning a lot about, oh, just spirituality, connecting to myself, energy. And at the same time that I'm learning about like, you know, even law of attraction and I'm, I was practicing and kind of playing with all of these ideas of what can I manifest into my life and what do I want to create in my life? And I wanted, uh, and anyway, so I'm in real estate school and then I sit beside you and we just like connect and I easily connect to people, you know, pretty easily, but it was something really special about you. And it was so funny that the things that we connected on were all of these things that I was also kind of looking for and researching and wanting to learn more about in my own life. And you were also like on the same wavelength, I'll just say. And so it was just like, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm meant to like meet this person, obviously. And, and yeah. And so after real estate school, I've been doing apartment locating for almost four years and time is flying so fast. I can't believe I've been doing it this long, but um, yes, in these past four years, I have been going, going, going with this business, but then also kind of um, really just focusing on uh, kind of my own entrepreneurial uh ventures or kind of like building things, building all these things really with like a spiritual practice for myself, for what I want to do in the future. Um, so you talk about the things that I love and it's actually me kind of just studying spiritual growth and like self-development and all of these other kind of maybe woo-woo ideas <laughs> as, <laughs> as we talk about, but um, yeah, does that make sense? <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, I love that so much because um, you do connect so easily with people. I struggle with instant connections. Like I'm either instantly connected or it takes me a little bit to warm up. And for sure, I mean, there are people who have known me for three, four, five years and do not realize how big into law of attraction, yeah. manifestation, meditation, spiritual growth I am just because mm -hmm. it's not a part of me I show very often. Mm. So the fact that I opened up to you anyway, I mean, <laughs> yeah, girl, we were obviously meant to be. <laughs> yes. Well, and I really, really, really appreciate and like love our connection because honestly, you know, I know that even our connection, you had introduced me to like the Jess Lively podcast, which talks all about, you know, connecting with your intuition and kind of connecting to your higher self and, and, you know, law of attraction and things like that. And so that catapulted my, uh, I guess, spiritual growth in a way. So yes. it just, you gave, you helped bring a lot of new tools, um, to a lot of things that have been really, really key for my life the past like four years. And oh, so I didn't know that. I love yeah, that so much. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, because I mean, my, my whole life, the past four years, ever since that then um, has been really trying to really create what I want to create in my life. And because I think before, before we met in the life that I was kind of living before, um, I didn't 
really realize the power that we have in our own lives and creating creating our own reality and how important how every everything is energy and we can gosh it's there's like so many ideas that i have going in my head right now but basically at that point that we met i really understood the um the importance of you know creating your own reality and positive thinking and kind of you are going to get back what you put into the world and so it's very important you know to be careful with your words and your thoughts and it's important to make sure that you feel good and then good things are going to come so those are all just like small different ideas so over the past 4 years i've been kind of practicing those ideas and digging deeper and deeper and deeper into how can i connect to myself better so that then i can also connect to other people and maybe spread a little bit more positive energy out into the world so i feel like and and in that you know you're talking about what i love over the past you know couple years since then i've gotten into practicing yoga and meditation and i am now a certified yoga teacher and so there's I feel like my whole life is just a continual I'm just trying to be more and more intentional and mindful in my life and creating a positive life for myself when maybe before I didn't understand that I even could you know have um spiritual success or like success in connection to myself or success in finances or whatever it is um kind of just coming back even more to self love um so it's just so funny you're like oh what are the things that you love and it it's it's really just learning more and more about connection to yes. self and and to whatever source is Yes. It does. Yes, that makes complete and total sense. Um and yes. That, <laughs> sorry, I got a little distracted with just thinking that you're now a certified yoga teacher because mm -hmm. I remember when we first started talking, you kind of were like a little bit into yoga and like like you you almost felt like you felt like it was weird or you still weren't sure how you felt about it. But when we first talked about yoga, I mean, I'd been practicing yoga at that point for about 10 years. And so it was very funny to me because you were, you were like, yeah, so I've been kind of going to yoga. I think I like it. And now just a few short years later, you're a certified teacher. And I mean, yeah. I've seen some of the stuff you're doing on Instagram, girl, those like handstands and <laughs> yeah well and that's another that's another part of it um you know talking about flow and following your intuition and letting that guide you um you know before i met you even just a couple months before uh i well in the few years back but i just remember even you know i didn't start practicing yoga until right around the time that i met you and before that i had always been drawn to you know instagram accounts 
of people who practiced yoga, people who were like, you know, they made beautiful shapes with their body and all these different things. I didn't understand yoga, but I was something that I was always like drawn to. And I finally, you know, or actually before I really allowed myself to get into it and practice it and understand what it was, um, you know, I was always drawn to it, but I, I even said to myself in my head, I was like, you know, that that's something that other people can do. I don't, I don't know if that's like something that I can do. I'm seeing all these people make like beautiful shapes and they're doing back bends and raising their legs up, you know, and they have such strength and grace and all these things. And I'm like, Oh, I wish I could do that. Oh, I wish I could do that. But Oh, those people, they can do it. And then finally I'm, you know, I just finally decided, I'm like, no, I, that's something that, you know, I've been thinking about it so much and I follow them and I'm drawn to it for some reason. So let's like try it, let's get into it. And I'm realizing through practicing and practicing for like so many years. Um, and I'm not saying I'm great uh, at all, but I think it's, it is teaching me uh, that that is where I actually find my creativity Mm. Um, and that's how I can get out of my head and kind of lessen the anxieties or, you know, all these different things when, when we're all living in our heads, movement and yoga and getting into my body, that is a, like one of the best ways for me to get out of my head and like into the present moment and which helps you get into the flow. So, um, it's, that's taught me a lot and it's also teaching me that I can do things greater than what I think that I can, you know, or yes. I can do more than, than what my mind like says that I can do, you know? Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I love that. So along with yoga, what yes. have been some of your, what are your current like favorite ways to get into flow or to go deeper in yourself or feel like you're growing spiritually? Mm -hmm. I, and I've kind of like even talked about some of these things, you know, what I've, what I've learned in, in my spiritual practice or just, I don't know, my growth as a human, I'm realizing a couple things that are really vital for me. So for a spiritual journey, like for me, that actually started with kind of healing my body. And, you know, I, in the past, like probably like five years ago, so you and I met probably almost four years ago. So probably like five or six years ago, I was dealing with a lot of like hormonal issues, gut issues, you know, depression, anxiety, like, I mean, I was still living a good life, but also in my body, I was kind of miserable in a lot of ways. You know, I, and I had, you know, adult acne and all these different things were going on. And like my spiritual journey actually kind of started with wanting to heal my acne. And so in doing that, I ended up finding or realizing that, you know, my acne was actually being caused, like, what's the source of that? So 
gut issues, you know, um, you have hormonal imbalance. Well, all of those are actually tied together. And so working on healing my body and healing the gut, most importantly, um, when I started to heal that, my mental, like my mind started to become clearer. And when I started to just feel better in my body, when I started to feel better in my mind, then all these other more spiritual ideas um, and connections started to come through or started to happen. So then, so I'm realizing that for my spiritual growth, I actually really have to focus on making my body feel good. Um, so, you know, funny, my spiritual practice is a lot of like just taking care of my body. Right. Oh, that's, I love that yeah. because when we're kind of stuck in any of the traps, I suppose that the like life in this world gives us. So financial difficulties or physical difficulties or it's a lot harder to break through and, and, and go deeper and know ourselves better when we're constantly stressed about physical pain or mm -hmm. financial stress or, and of course it's possible. Anything's, mm -hmm. um, there are no limitations no matter what we think, but as we're getting started, going to that physical health is such a great place to start because, yeah. because when you can heal that pain or or you can heal whatever it is if you look in the mirror and feel like, oh, I hate that thing about myself that's a flaw. Um, if it's healable, then that's a great place to start because mm -hmm. then you can begin to learn what it means to reality for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say definitely, you know, just self-care practices, you know, because I mean, if you're wanting to find the flow, if you're wanting to connect to source or God or whatever that, you know, um, the universal energy that creates us all, like whatever you, however you want to look at it, whenever you're, you're wanting to connect to that, you're actually, you, you do that through connecting deeper to yourself because it is your higher self. So in doing that, you're wanting to create like a clear channel. So by doing that, you want to basically clean the body. Yes. Be able to have that, to feel that connection. Does that make sense? For sure. So for me, I've understood, and this is kind of something that I, that I've been really focusing on as far as like it, it really inspires me um, in my whole life, realizing this connection, the mind body connection and the gut brain connection. So I just think that gut health is actually one of the most important things for, um, for like connection to yourself and then, and then higher self. Um, just because, you know, even just for me, when I started healing my gut, I have alleviated so many of my mental blocks, um, like depression, anxiety, and you just feel more motivated. You have more energy. And then when you have more energy, then you're able to see clear around you, have a more positive perspective on life and other people and yourself. And then it's almost like, I mean, 
and I can't, I don't necessarily can go into the science of gut health, but I just know from personal experience that when I take care of my gut, it's just, it's better all around, not just for my body, but mentally and, and spiritually. And so that, that's been huge for me. And then also I'm really big on podcasts and watching videos of other spiritual people. And so, you know, whether it's, Joe Dispenza or Eckhart Tolle or Brene Brown, you know, looking at uh, emotional, you know, vulnerability and opening up or, you know, podcasts like the Jess Lively show, kind of what we were talking about with following your intuition and listening to the inner voice or listening to Oprah uh, or Aaron Dowdy. And, and he has a lot of videos and, um, you know, Abraham Hicks and all these different people that are teaching yeah teaching a lot of these things that we talk about with like energy and manifestation and connecting to yourself um yeah I, and so saying all that i'm really into listening to other people as well so. yeah so there's a lot there's a lot there that i want to unpack but oh, yeah I just threw a lot at you. (laughs) I love it. No, I love it. Um, So the first thing, I I agree with you on the listening to the spiritual teachers and watching videos and and being being around as much as you can. And it was so fun when I first got together. um, I think he was a little worried that I was like following people. You know what I mean? Like Mm kind of taking their truth for my truth Mm -hmm. and not thinking for myself kind of thing. And if anybody's known me for very long, you know that I for sure think for myself. (laughs) Um, But I finally was able to word to him. Like when I listen to Jess Lively, for example, it, it doesn't feel like I'm listening to a teacher. It feels like I'm listening to a peer who's also on this road. And, and I don't have a lot of close friends who have gone as deep as Jess has. Um, or for sure, not as deep as like Abraham Hicks, non, non-physical entity. And, um, you know, all, all these teachers, I, I don't feel like they are teachers. I feel like they're guides and perhaps friends. Like, yeah. you know, so you want to surround yourself with what you want to create in life. But sometimes if your location is set, you can't just wander around the world and run into spiritual people, then um, that's how you discover them. And so when I was able to explain it to him that way, he was, a, he was like, oh, okay, that makes a lot more sense, um, which you yeah. know, was good. I was grateful for those words. <laughs> yes. Well, and that's nice uh, to, to have his perspective or maybe pause and hesitation. So you got to see kind of outside what someone else can kind of view it as. And then you can ask yourself, Oh, am I making sure that I'm listening to like what I believe or going by that and not just other people. So even just a good check-in to like kind of make sure you are a hundred percent. I've been so grateful and we could, we could, we can just talk offline about, (laughs) but I have been so grateful for my husband because he's so naturally grounded. Mm. I mean, he has his own things. We all do, but he's so naturally grounded. He doesn't have to work as hard to let things go as I do. For me, it's still effort. And to him, it's just, oh, I'm sad today. It's okay. I won't be sad tomorrow. Kind of, you know, that's, he just flows through it by nature Mm -hmm. um, and doesn't, 
but on on the flip side, he loves, and I sometimes get a little concerned. He's not going to like whatever woo woo things about to come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've learned, honestly, I went through a time in the last few years where I was definitely more in the world, not in the spiritual, you know, just trying to survive each day and, and build what we were building. And, um, and he finally was like, you need to find your woo-woo self again. Like he, he had, it was almost like a come to Jesus, sit down conversation of like, you are doing great things, but you are not yourself, but you are not happy Mm -hmm. and you need to reconnect with that part of you that you're afraid that I don't like. (laughs) Um, I, I for sure still say things all the time that make him go, "Mm, I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. But it's so lovely because he also, to be with somebody who is not quite as, he doesn't think about it as deeply because he embodies so um, so much of it so naturally. He doesn't have to think as deeply. Um, And yet he 100% loves when I talk to him and he supports my my crazy thoughts. They're not crazy, y'all. That's my mind saying they're crazy. They're not really crazy. Um, But yeah, anyway, we kind of got off on a tangent on that. But I I do just, um, I think that four years ago, five years ago, before I met him and was thinking about a potential partner, I would have thought I needed somebody as woo-woo as I was. But like I said, he so naturally embodies a lot of the things that I'm trying to train myself to do that it just, it's like a perfect balance. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, and you know, I even just think about myself, like this stuff is all this woo woo stuff that we're talking about, all these ideas. This is what excites me. Um, This is just what I think is so much fun to learn more and more about and dig, dig and dig deeper. Um, but I'm kind of the same, like I want someone to be understanding and respectful and appreciative of all of these same things, but they don't have to be on the same level as me. Cause I know that I get really into it and <laughs> yes. that's just what excites me, but you know, uh, but I'm going to be different than the next person, even you and I are on the same level, but we even have different levels of, um, appreciation or the amount of time we dig into it or whatever. So everybody's going to be different, but you're gonna, you need to be with someone where you do align with the understanding and appreciation of it. Um, but definitely not expecting them to be on the same level as me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. I totally get that. Um, so a little left turn from relationships because I kind of get off on that. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. So the one thing I do want to talk about, and I know Enneagram seven, that this is going to be a tougher question for you in particular. Um, but one of the things I've been thinking about a lot lately is a little bit more of the shadow side of spiritual growth because Hicks and with manifesting your reality and taking care of your body and getting to the highest vibration possible, all of those things are true. And yet, obviously we're still human. And so there's a shot, there's a shadow side to everything. So is that something that you've explored a whole lot? Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, funny enough, I don't, (laughs) I have some news to tell you. 
I am not an Enneagram 7. What? So, mm. I self-proclaimed myself as a seven, just, I think knowing my energy and, and my desires, but when I actually took the test and, you know, your number doesn't define you. I know that. Um, but when I actually took the test, I tested as a nine, which is the peacemaker. Do you remember we had this conversation because I thought I was a four for so long. And then I realized a few years ago that I too am a nine. Yes. Yes. So, so I can, I can see that in you for sure. And yeah. nines are a little more comfortable with that shadow side uh, for sure. Well, however, something that I, something that I can struggle with one is perfectionism um, and thinking about the shadow side of a nine or it, just the shadow side of spirituality, something, and this, this may not even be really related to the Enneagram, but even just in my own life, things that I have had to really work through and like one of the shadow sides just kind of that I deal with is actually allowing the negative feelings to be felt. Yes. So that's the thing that I have to work through because, well, um, you know, growing up, I was always just the positive, bubbly, energetic Haley and everybody like my nickname was Tigger because I was always just bouncing all the time. Like I had this high bubbly, fun, happy energy and I was always happy. And there were a lot of things in my childhood that I actually, you know, dealt with that actually kind of brought me down or I felt a lot of like emotional pain and I was like very sensitive and I felt all of these like really, really hard feelings and they did not feel good. And there was a lot of pain. And I got to a point where um, I, you know, kind of going through like my parents' divorce when I was younger and just everything that went with that and bullying when I, you know, was growing up, you know, at a, at a certain point, I was like, you know what, I got through all, the, all of these things. And I kind of told myself, I'm like, I am always going to be happy. I'm going to choose to be happy. And like, you know, even with all these painful things, um, you know, I'm going to see the positive and I'm going to always kind of be happy. And that was a noble, like, ambition. And I think I was trying to do kind of, I was looking at it as strength as always choosing to be happy. But over the next years, like growing up, when you just continue to choose to just be happy, you, at least this is my experience. I wasn't allowing myself to feel any of the negative feelings. I was always just pushing those away and say, nope, nope, I'm going to be happy because nothing was like that bad. So I'm always going to be happy. And, you know, I appreciate my, you know, desire for things to like to be positive and be optimistic. And I think there is something to that that we need to, to be and to do. But over the years and as I became an adult, 
I started to notice in other situations where I actually, um, I actually wasn't feeling maybe as like joyful or honestly as empathetic to other people. Mm, yes. Because, you know, um, yeah, whenever you just, when you ignore the negative and you just try and look at the positive, like you have to have the contrast. And I'm just realizing that you have to have the contrast. You have to feel the dark and the light to actually like feel joy all around. And that's something that I am continuing to learn. Um, that's something that I am practicing is feeling all of the feelings. And like whenever you feel something negative, like that's okay. And it needs to be felt so that you can move through it and then live more in joy. Um, so I think that's that's probably the shadow side. In a in a way, that's like where I took it. That's where I took it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense and the way that kind of works for me cuz I I did the same thing around uh high school or so, which was a funny time to do that. But I decided I'm just going to be happy. I just decide. And so I am. Um but, you know, when you kind of that you're pushing things down rather than releasing. And mm. I'm, I'm really bad about saying, because I know, right. Like I know that whatever's going on is going to be fine. And so I'm going to be fine. And so I'll just be fine. I'll just skip, I'll skip the, <laughs> the hard part and I'll just jump to what I'll, but mm. there's a difference in knowing and knowing experientially, if that makes sense. Yeah. Just lively. I was, um, reading something. I don't know. I, I was maybe reading an email today, actually. And she said something about this is an experience you can't pre-remember. And I, that word like hit me so hard. Like, yes, that's what I do all the time. I know that whatever, you know, crappy thing is happening is going to be fine. So I'm just going to go ahead and be fine with it. I'm not fine. And I'm pushing that down. I'm pre-remembering um, but it's really, you really don't know until, you know, you, and until you actually walk through and you, I love what you said about not having empathy mm -hmm. because when you push those negative emotions down and you're always happy and you've decided you don't understand why other people don't do the same thing. Yeah. Well, I don't understand. I'm happy. And so why can't you do this? Mm -hmm. But when you allow yourself to experience that, all that stuff that you don't want to experience, you suddenly have a lot more compassion for people who are in different stages of their journeys. Well, and just to add to that, you know, if just thinking about empathy, uh, and this is just me speaking from my own experience, whenever I was just pushing those negative things down and not, not experiencing them, them myself, and I was always choosing to be happy, uh, whenever I would encounter other people going through something, I didn't know how I, I, I wasn't, I didn't know how to relate to them or I, because I, I wasn't doing it myself. Whenever I would go through something, I wasn't experiencing or allowing myself to experience all those negative, deep, dark, hard feelings. And so when someone else is experiencing something, I didn't know what to say to them because I, I hadn't even allowed myself to go through anything similar. So it's almost just like, it was honestly, it was clouding like my connection to other people. 
Right. Yes, because we're here and we're human. And that means that there is grief and there is struggle and there is pain and, and not accepting it. Um, yeah, I think that's exactly right. It keeps you from connecting with others. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I've had a lot of people in my life who have lost parents or children or siblings. And of course I had, like, I'm so sorry you're going through that. Like I, I had some kindness around it, but until I lost my own dad, unexpectedly in December, I didn't, I didn't understand what it was like. And I almost felt like I needed to apologize to people. (laughs) I didn't, I didn't need to apologize because I was where I was, but I almost felt like I did to people who I had been in contact with who had lost parents because I, you know, I'm so sorry, doesn't even begin to cover it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know, I didn't know until I knew, Yeah, I didn't know what it was like to lose a part of me until I lost it. Yeah. Um, and so now I still, there's still not much you can say in case anybody listening is wondering, um, if someone has a deep <laughs> loss like that, yeah. the, the only thing you can really do is, is be present with them. Yeah. Um, so there's still not much to say, but I do know that now, cause I've, I've had some of our agents that, that work with me have lost parents since I did and being able to reach out to them and say, in all sincerity, I know, Yeah, I know it's a, it's a whole different thing. And so, um, but if I, you know, who knows a few years ago, I either would have taken the grief over my dad to an extreme and let it, you know, run my life off track, or I would have pushed it down and said, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. He's just an angel in heaven and no shade to anybody who has to, who uses that. I just meant I would have used it flippantly. It would not have been a true thing for me to say that. Um, that's not how I have experienced my dad's passing in any way. So, um, so yeah, if I had just been flipping about it, like trying to say some of those trite things that we say, that's probably what I would have done a few years ago. But this time, since it happened at this point in my life, I was able to say, all right, this really sucks. And I'm just going to let myself cry when I need to cry. And if that means I'm crying at work, which is a big no, no for me, (laughs) then I'll cry at work and it's okay. Um, and you know, obviously it's only been five months, so we're still working through that grief, but, um, being able to do that while also knowing it's okay has just been, it's been such a, such a different experience, I think, than if I didn't know it was okay to have those, those negative, if you will, those lower vibration, um, to use some spiritual words, feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even you just talking about the low vibrational things, you know, I think I was so nervous and even thinking about manifestation, law of attraction, I think I can even still get a little tripped up with um, not wanting to feel the negative feelings for too long. So I don't mess up the manifestation or I don't want to mess up my flow. So that's another shadow side I'm working through is like allowing it and like knowing that you're not, you can't mess anything up and feeling the feelings. Like we have to move through them. Um, and it's like, you, you can't mess it up. Right. You can't, you, you're just following the inner guide from thing to thing, to thing, to thing. And sometimes that means going through those low vibrations or those harder times for reasons that we may not understand at the moment, but will later. Yes. 
Yeah. Um, So I know that you, like me, have a very busy, very hectic and often chaotic job. Um, So how do you how do you work that kind of aggressive, if you will, assertive, maybe a better word, um, but that kind of like high powered job and stay connected to that flow and spiritual growth? Mm, yes, yes. Well, I am still figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> but I'm practicing. I really am trying to practice every day. Like, I think a big thing for me, and I still haven't mastered it. Um, you know, even this morning, I didn't meditate, even though like I'm trying to meditate each morning. Um, but I try to start my day in a more meditative or kind of just a more connected way, like grounding myself. Um, because I can, when I'm on the go, man, I'm on the go and I am way up here, like in my head or just like, I know you can't see, we can't see each other right now, but I'm like up here, up, 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 (laughs) go, 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 go. But I have to really ground myself. Um, and so kind of figuring out what works best for me, because I know each person is going to be different with what really grounds you. Um, and, and so for me in the mornings, I really try to kind of set time aside for myself and to ground, to like meditate. I just recently started doing breath work as well. Mm. So trying to do some meditation, um, some breathing, some different breath work practices, and then maybe a little bit of yoga in the morning. So even if it's just like a little, just kind of waking up the spine, just moving the body, just getting my body kind of moving and loose and, you know, and drinking water. So like hydrating. So just really kind of getting my mind and my body just awake and grounded in the morning. And then you know, even if it's just for a little bit of time, just kind of being intentional with starting in that way. And, and then, you know, I go, go, go throughout the day with what, whatever I need to do and just making sure that I get movement and um, trying to be more intentional on what I'm putting into my body. Um, and, you know, all those different practices. So if I want to listen to a podcast, listen to a video while I'm getting ready, I might first throw on Abraham and listen to, you know, some, some Abraham Hicks or listen to, you know, um, the Lewis Howes greatness podcast or school of greatness podcast. So putting, putting something in my brain, that's also going to be good for me. Um, and then going throughout my day with whatever I need. Um, and just trying to be like intentional with each movement, like each decision I'm making. So it's, I don't know. I, again, I haven't figured it all out, but that's, that's kind of what I'm practicing right now. Um, Cause if I'm just going, 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 I, especially these summer months, like I am so busy with just people moving apartments and people moving to Nashville and, um, I'm so grateful for it. But if I don't ground down, then I get so exhausted and I'm just more of like a shell of me. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And then I'm not going to be good for anybody else. So I try to start the days with kind of connecting to myself or just like grounding down. So, yes, it's like, um, 
And I, I think before, well, the last few months, I would have thought it had to be an either or, right? Like you're either the high power job or you're the slow, you know, don't really do anything throughout the day flow, like flow kind of thing. Um, and I, I've really come to appreciate the both and for my job. So yesterday I left the house at, at 8 a.m., which is unusual. I do get to work from home mostly. But yesterday was a busy day. And I left at 8 because we had a team meeting at 9. It's a three-hour long team meeting. Then I had a training. I had meetings in between the meetings. Um, and then a, a kid's rock band concert. So I didn't get home until almost 9 o'clock last mm. night. So, and that's highly unusual. I loved every minute of it. Yeah. It was wonderful. But if I had to get up and do it again today, I would be like, no, no, thank you. So today, I, I mean, I'm, I'm actually still up early. I really have come to enjoy CrossFit, which is Ooh. not what you would think is a spiritual practice. And yet, because I can be so in my head, CrossFit really gets me in my body. Trust me. Yeah. All of those aches and pains. <laughs> There's a lot to be in my body for with CrossFit. But I love doing CrossFit in the mornings. Not, it is um, hard. And I do love the physical like growth I'm seeing in my body for the day. And I, I really love that. So today I was able to get up and go to CrossFit and then I come home and have a leisurely breakfast and feed the dogs and then get ready for the podcast. And today's going to flow more. I have meetings all day, but it's at home and it's going to be on my own pace. So I'm very lucky to get to do both. And, and I would recommend that to anybody who has the ability to, to do that, who can put a little bit of boundaries in their work time mm -hmm. is figure out what your, what your good flow is. So if I had this day where I'm, I, I can kind of go take it easy, mostly stay at home still at, for sure, still working, still having meetings, but, um, mostly at home. If I did that every day, I would eventually get bored and stale. Yeah. So I need, I need both. And I think a lot of people do like we need, we need a variety. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I've, I recently read a book by Natalie McNeil who Haley, when I watch her, I see you, you really need to look her up. Okay. Um, oh my gosh. I love her. I recently discovered her and I've been devouring everything I can, but I recently read her most recent book, which is, um, the rituals. And it's just a, it's a, it would be a coffee table book or a gift book, I suppose, if it weren't so deep. Um, but it's just a list of all these rituals that you can incorporate in your life that, that reconnect you. And some of them are, instant breath, you know, just breath work. It, it's a deep breath. Um, some of them are intentional tea ceremonies or crystals in the house, you know, it's like all that kind of stuff, but incorporating them in a way that it's not like, it's not rote and it's not legalistic with the old Christian term we would have used. Um, but it's not, it's not legalistic. It's literally flowing from one ritual to the next so that you can reconnect to that spiritual self while you're living in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, even something as small as like your cup of coffee in the morning, you know, so it doesn't have to be crystals, you know, we don't have to even get woo woo to woo woo with it for, <laughs> but like whatever rituals um, that you can create that just kind of, you get to connect to yourself. It's something that that feels good, that connects you to different senses, um, that 
kind of allows you to get into the present moment because that is what I am realizing. I can get way too in my head, but if mm-hmm. I can connect to whatever that present moment is, whatever I'm doing, that's when I like find the flow and that's in, in whatever moment in life. And that's how I just move a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you're right. It doesn't have to be woo woo. I'm assuming anybody who's listened to us this far in, it's probably at least open to the woo woo. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't have to be that. And in fact, it probably shouldn't be all the time. Sometimes you just need to breathe and pay attention to the things around you and the people that are right in front of you. And that's it. That's all you need to do. Yeah. 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 I love that. Well, that is actually great advice for anybody, anybody who's just kind of starting a spiritual path, but you have any other thoughts for people who might be curious about what we're saying, but haven't dived too deep in yet? Oh, oh gosh. I'm trying to think of like how I started and I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm I'm just a seeker of, and like, I have a curious mind for just learning more and more about this stuff. I don't know. It just asking yourself or figuring out like what you need to connect more to yourself. Mm -hmm. So what I'm realizing, um, I'm realizing that movement is so key and important for me specifically. I know we all need to move our bodies, but like me specifically, I'm realizing that one of the biggest things that I need for my like spiritual practice for my health is movement and getting out of my head and into my body. And so even before, like I've, I actually have not, I've been active my whole life, but I can, whenever I'm not working out and you kind of get out of the flow of, of exercising or whatever it is, it can be hard to start. Um, it can be hard to like get into it. So, but once I did, I realized that that is just where I thrive in like the most is when I am moving. So I think you just have to ask yourself, and just be curious and try different things to figure out like what, what helps you connect to yourself. Because when you connect more to yourself, like you're going to connect more to, you know, source energy, you're going to connect more to other people when you connect more to you. Um, So just being curious and like finding and practicing and trying out different ways of connecting more and see where it goes. So that, I guess that's, I don't know. That's just what came up for me. (laughs) Yeah. I I think that's it. That's it right there. Find what works for you and do that. (laughs) Well, find find what you love. Yes. More of just what makes us feel good. Cause that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. At least this is my opinion. Um, Focus on feeling good and whatever that looks like for you. Um, you know, I love to dance, even though I've only taken like one dance class in my life. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm like an expert at any, any part of it, but I love to do it. And so like, what brings me joy is like dancing in the car or, you know, and just like finding music that just like, just lights me up inside. And, and whenever 
like that's not a big thing. That's not, I'm not changing the world by like dancing in my car, but it boosts my energy. It makes me feel good when I do that or when I'm like silly and I'm doing, you know, voices and impressions. And like, I, those things just like bring me joy by myself and on my own. Um, and so just doing more of just what makes you feel good, no matter what it would look like to other people or, um, and like I'm saying, it doesn't have to be some serious big feet or you don't have to be accomplishing anything. Just doing the things that make you feel good is going to boost your vibration. That is going to connect you more to yourself. You're going to feel good and then you're going to put more good out into the world. So, yes, I think, I think that's it. You just hit on it. Work on feeling good so that you can spread the good. I love it. Yeah. I love it. All right, Haley, it has been so great to chat with you. Um, before we go, where can people find you online if they want to connect and keep up with you? Oh, lovely. So I am on the Instagram. Um, <laughs> Haley Elise J, I believe. Um, Haley Elise J. And then as an apartment locator, uh, I am working on being more present on on social media to boost that this is something that I'm just like flowing with and seeing what feels good too but that is with Haley moves Nashville so got it you can find me awesome well we'll include both of those in the show notes and hey, if y'all hey. just love Haley as much as I do make sure you connect with her and if you're moving to Nashville and need to rent an apartment you know who to call now um Haley yeah. can help you out <laughs> and she can share some high vibrations while she does it Thank you so much for asking me to be on this. This is so exciting. Awesome. Thanks, Haley. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye, Haley. <laughs> and there you have it. Um, that I was just so grateful to Haley for joining me for this wonderful conversation. You really got a kind of inside look on one of our true meet for coffee or drinks conversations that we've had for many years now. So thank you for joining us. Um, as always, you can find me on Instagram at the underscore Monica Baker. Go over there, follow me, shoot me a line. I would love to connect with you. Talk to you next week.